in a world crying out for a top 10 show. John Roca and Matt Nost are here to bring you the top 10. Take it away, boys. Hello, everyone. Welcome to a brand new episode of Topic eh, Thunder. <laughs> here from the Top 10 Show, I'm John Roca. And I am Matt Nost, and we're here to bring you another week of Topic Thunder. Thanks to our patrons over at patreon.com forward slash the top 10. John, how does the show work? Well, the show basically works like this. All our $5 and above patrons have access to an email. They send in their questions, thoughts, and comments uh, over email for us to read. We read them usually in order, unless it's one person sending four of them back to back. We'd like to spread that over multiple weeks. But we try to read them in order and answer them. We don't look at them ahead of time. And so you get our raw, uh, unfiltered uh, thoughts, questions, and comments and answers to your email. So, uh, yeah, go $5 and above. That's all you need to donate every mm-hmm. month to be a part of this and participate. So go to patreon.com slash the top 10, as, as Matt No said. All right, Matt, you start us off, man. What's our first one? All right, our first one comes from Heinrich Winterland. Oh, hello. Uh, and it says, hi, John and Matt. Hope both of you are doing well. My question is, what protagonist that we are clearly meant to like do you actively dislike? Rudy doesn't count by the, by the way. <laughs> Son of a bitch. See, <laughs> uh, it's, it's probably smart to cut us off at the knees. <laughs> For me, the answer is Santiago Munez from mm. the Goal movies. He fails again and again, only to be given second, third, fourth, and fifth chances. Looking forward to your answers, your Savitish friend, Henrik. Wow. Uh, wow. Do you have a thought? Do you have an answer on this one already? Well, I, I read the question, so you get to go first. Oh, Jesus. Uh, I know. I want to think about it because Rudy is pretty perfect, but the thing uh, is, I don't know if I keep watching the movie if I don't like the protagonist. You know? Yeah. Rudy's been kind of force fed. Uh, um, it's, yeah. It's been inescapable. Right. So, Rudy is pretty. Um, Okay, so the goal thing, I agree with him on goal because that's a okay. frustrating uh, character to watch. And those movies, a lot of football fans or soccer fans try to defend those movies to me. They're not good movies. I don't care what you say. They're not fucking good movies. I've watched them. They've got good actors in them. But the story, the coherence, the organic flow of the movies are so stilted. They just don't give you the magic. Just seeing you know, Juventus or seeing the jerseys of the different teams on screen as they play is not enough to win me over. Um, that's why Ted Lasso is so such a good show because it it feels more natural to what you see with goal. At some point down the road, there will be a fantastic football or soccer movie that really explores what, uh, what playing for a club is actually like yeah. and the ins and outs of that madness. Uh, for the, sure. The Damn United is the only one I could think of. Oh, yeah. Damn United's great. You know, that's a fan. That, and that, that's more from a manager's point of view. Yeah, it yeah, is. You get a, a little bit with the players, but it's from the manager's point of view. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Is there, a, is there a protagonist that I don't actively like? No, because then you don't like the movie. Yeah. I don't you know what I mean? If them? it's entirely focused on them, well, I, I didn't like them. Yeah. Um, 
So is there a sports movie? I can't think of another sports movie that's like Rudy because ultimately they make their leading character likable to me. Yeah. Even if I don't like the movie, they're sympathetic. I for me, it's more I I, I, I veer towards television. Um, okay, Poldark, the new Poldark. I fucking hate Poldark, man. I think he's a dick. I think he's absolutely okay. all about himself, and he thinks he's this like really cool Robin Hood nice dude. But like he treats uh, the redheaded woman, uh, de- de- I forget her name, Dismelchia or something like that. He treats her terribly. She's ca- she constantly just wants to be his intended, and he just he's in love with the other woman who's mm-hmm. got a kid, who's got another dude, but he can't stop his feelings. And instead of embracing the thing he has in front of him, he kind of mistreats her. Then she eventually always has to forgive him and come back. Then he does something else that's stupid. Then he risks their finances multiple times, risks their livelihood multiple times, then cheats on her. So yeah. fuck him, man. He's a dick. I don't like him. I don't like shows that make me go through all of that. <laughs> Why am I rooting for a guy that constantly screws up and 90% of it is their fault? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's After annoying. a while, it's like, this is you. This is you. This isn't the world thrusting upon just you know insurmountable odds. Yeah. You're just an idiot over and over again and choose the worst possible thing. <laughs> So I turn it off. I'm like, I'm out. I am out. Yeah. I have trouble rooting for a character that is just so doggedly in pursuit of failure. Oh, God. You're going to hate me for this. I mean, the fans are going to hate me for this. But, I mean, I got to bring up Lord of the Rings. I don't care about Samwise and Frodo. I really don't. I mean, yeah, Viggo Mortensen, absolutely Sean Bean uh, in the first movie for sure. Of course, uh, Gimli. and even uh, Orlando Legolas, even Legolas, like kind of like, even though he's boring as hell as a, as a well, that's his character. Job. Yeah, he really look. I know he's fantastic in the action sequence. He's a fucking boring guy, man. It, Gimli is a character, man. Yeah, well, yeah, but he's his character is designed to be like that. When you see all the other elves, mm. every once and again, they're kind of a malevolent one from the Hobbit series. That one guy that doesn't want to come to aid and is yeah. Lee pace. Yeah. But it's still, yeah. it, everything is calculated. And Legolas is the fun side, apparently of elves. You know what I mean, <laughs> if you say so, yeah, Well, compared yeah. to the others, they're all super serious. Hugo weaving. It's doomsday. Yeah. Uh, Lee pace that you brought up, but it's not fun. Isn't Galadriel an, an elf or is she not an elf? I don't know if she's an elf or not. I thought she was an elf. Uh, I think not. it's like a hybridized. <laughs> she is all, she is a little of everything and nothing. She's her own thing. Um, <laughs> I will say for you, you know, to somewhat bolster your opinion, at least in, yeah. in my opinion, backing okay. it up, the Frodo Samwise, a bunch yeah. of that, I, I would rather see the other characters within the context of that movie. Now, they do have moments together, I think, are pivotal right. for the franchise, and I love, but right. there's a lot of fluff where I'm just like, well, if I got to do fluff time, I would rather do it with yeah. Vigo yeah. and Legolas and uh, uh, Gimli or head over to Pip and Marin. Yeah. Um, just because they're more, they're, their storylines are usually more fun. I can handle Pip and Marin more than I can handle Samwise and Frodo. It's just. Sam- Oh, Samwise geez. and Frodo are super serious at all times. Yeah, and and everything Frodo talk, ah, ah, he's dancing on the clouds with every one of his lines. It drives me insane. And then Sam's over here going, "I'm a lifetime movie for you," and I just, I just, I can't. It drives me nuts. At least I Pip can't and tell Marin you you're wrong. Are idiots, and they're fun to watch because they're idiots. But yeah, go I, ahead. Sorry, I know what you mean. Yeah, your assessment is not incorrect, <laughs> but. I take it like his 
the 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 effect that he's having on his own uh, breathing and whatnot, his delivery, Elijah Wood. Yes. I think it's the unbearable weight of having to carry the burden of the ring. And that's how it's yes. like manifesting itself. Yeah. But I know it's like, a, um, I remember after I saw that first Godzilla reboot uh, from what, mm-hmm. 2014? Right. Something like that. And it was me and Chris Burns. Oh, and another, nice. And another friend of ours that hadn't seen it. And they're like, what's the movie like? And then I described all the things that I didn't like about the movie. And Burns <laughs> is like, you're not wrong. Everything you're saying is correct. And then he turned to him and he's like, I had a lot of fun for these reasons. And then yeah. I was just like, I didn't give a shit by the time that we got to those reasons for me to care at that point. <laughs> There's one. The Godzilla or anybody in the Godzilla franchise, I am yeah. not rooting for because they screw up over and over and over again. Right. And it's, it's what should be gratifying at certain points. I don't I just don't care by the time we get to it. Aren't, aren't uh, the Twilight leads, aren't they annoying? Fuck, I've man. never seen a second of those oh, movies outside yeah. of trailers. I, yeah, i tell you this, man. It, you know, uh, I will leave the Schmodown never having watched a movie for the Schmodown. I've studied movies for the Schmodown and Star Nice and, distinction. Yeah, I mean, there's a difference, right? I, I But mm-hmm. I know some, I know the people who play now, the young kids, they're watching, like, they're going on movie fests. And I'm like, Knock yourselves out at this age. And what I, I've been very lucky to win what I've won in the league. I have nothing left to prove. The last thing I'm going to do is sit down and have a twilight movie fest sure. or watch movies that I just don't want to watch. And if I lose a match because of that, I don't really care. Cause I'm like, I'm at the point now where like, I'm just, you know, kind of moving past it. And this idea of, of, you know, torturing myself just to win a movie trivia uh, match just doesn't appeal to me anymore. So these Twilight films, I studied them to get them in my head just in case they come up as a young adult thing or whatever. And I don't like either of those two characters. They're just so, was it emo? They're so emo in their angst. It's just like, and it's white privilege all the fuck over. White Vampire privilege. Vampire privilege. (laughs) Let's be perfectly clear here. Vampire privilege. But I don't mind Tom Cruise vampire privilege and interview the vampire. I do mind Edward Cullen emoti vampire privilege in in those films. That I don't know. (laughs) And you also have the thing in terms of the schmodown. Yeah. I mean this with no disrespect, but you and I have Mm. decades on them more than likely a movie going experience. That's true. That's very true. So if you want to go through, just like, dude, I've seen 90% of what you're watching right now already. Do I remember all of it? Probably not. (laughs) I remember big beats of those movies that I've seen now, but there are occasionally like, oh yeah, that fucking movie. How does that even go? (laughs) (laughs) Like, I know I saw it. I remember sitting down to like some 80s schlock shit stuff. Like, uh-huh. Oh yeah, it comes up on this show. Everyone's yeah. gonna be like, I totally forgot about that movie." <laughs> oh yeah, and then that happened. Like you have to walk it through, and you can start to visualize. But I can't conjure yeah. it on my own. Yeah, yeah. See, and that's um, the thing. And, and you're right. Actually, that's a fair point. I should maybe step back a little bit from my own POV on that. Uh, realize yeah. these are young kids. Yeah, catch and up. For them, they're still catching. Yeah, exactly. They're still catching yeah. up. Where we've been casually or not more or passionately watching movies for a long time. So those in that information is a little more available uh, to us yeah. for sure. Well, tell me who's the radar operator and run silent, run deep. Shove it up your ass. Okay? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Shove it up your ass. Yeah, I, I actually know. don't know the answer to that, but I know it's a sub movie and I know two, three of the top build actors. Yeah. 
Uh, I'll counter all your young adult questions with some classic questions. You won't get any of them. You won't fucking get any of them. And that's the game sometimes for sure. The back and forth and all that kind of stuff. Um, but to go back to the question, Grandpa Joe is another one I fucking hate in really? uh, Willy Wonka and the Chalk. He's, he's been laying, he's been bedridden for 20 years, his family near poverty. Then he gets a ticket. And all of a sudden, he's jumping out of bed and he's dancing around like, the fuck? You should have gotten out there and got a job, you lazy bastard, laying in bed for 20 he's years. He's an old man. Well, he didn't look old when want- he jumped out of that bed. He didn't. Well, look, you're not wrong for having been bedridden for that long. <laughs> I'm just saying. Die already, for God's sakes, 20 years. But if you do notice in that scene, old grandpa actually has a coke nail on his left pinky. Yes, he does. That's another part of this thing I need to figure out. Is this some bitch a drug addict on the side? And is he is he bedridden because he has to sleep all the time once he goes on his binges? I wonder. Oh, I like that it's character development as opposed to the actor liking to take tootskis because it's the 70s and cocaine. Nobody knows the pitfalls of it just yet when you do <laughs> you think- too much. You think Edward Albert was out there uh, putting yep. the shit in his? Wow, yeah. I would be shocked, but maybe not as shocked as I would normally be. Who knows? Yeah, it's entirely possible, and that seems more realistic to me than he decided to. Unless it has some old world, some British like heritage of oh, back and they did this because they would take elder root. They would grind up elder root and. Or some bullshit, some you know old remedy from the country's long since you know ceased. Uh, wow. So this Willy Wonka came out in seventy one. So he was okay. he was sixty four when he did Willy Wonka, Life or when party. it came out. Well, maybe he did. He had to. Have. That's the only thing that makes sense. But think of the dedication to that. That's how much cocaine you're doing that you grew at your nails specifically so you wouldn't have to roll up dollar bills or anything else. You can just take a little and shove it right into your nose. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. <laughs> just go right back to partying. Here we go. Dig it. Dig it. Oh, my God. That's funny. Um, uh, let's see. Is there anyone else that's annoying to you? Anyone else? Uh, I'm sure if we kept talking about it, we could find some more. Fucking Carrie Bradshaw is certainly annoying. That's for goddamn sure. I never understood the entire appeal of that show. I didn't like a single character on it. And I've seen, I would say, legitimately 30 or 40 episodes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I had to, when we were doing DVD testing way back when, back in the early 2000s for the job I used to have, way back when, uh, I was watching all those episodes to test for audio and subtitles and shit. And I was like, you know, the writing on this show is not bad. And I really enjoyed Kim Cattrall. I enjoyed a lot of Cynthia Nixon stuff. They give her a lot to kind of play around with emotionally. But like, I mean, Carrie Bradshaw annoyed the piss out of me. She's always just like, you know, oh, and today this happened and today that happened. And, you know, it's tough out here. I have a guy who wants me all the time, yeah. um, but I don't want him. I want the guy who doesn't want me. And over and over and over again, it's just like, oh, my God, man, the mistakes you're making. They're just annoying to watch, to be honest with you. So just but they were, I don't, my back. I don't know who I was rooting for. I was rooting for Samantha always. I loved Kim Cattrall. I was always rooting for her. Because well, basically her motivation was just dick. I mean, that was what? that was the entire character's motivation at all times. It didn't matter what. She did when. eventually find love. She did eventually find love. <sighs> okay, well, I didn't see the movies, and, and I don't know where it ends up. <laughs> the later seasons? Yeah, the later seasons. It was just on repeat for so long on HBO that it was impossible to escape. Yeah. 
but like Cynthia Nixon's character is usually kind of depressed and sad. Yeah. And uh, Charlotte, I can't remember the actress's name. Oh, yeah. It was just kind of. Kristen Davis, I think. Yeah. Nice pull. I think. She's just kind of like floating through. Yeah. Until she meets that lawyer guy. Yeah, but still, that was kind of like floating into that. Yes. Right. Exactly. And yeah. It was what relatively unhappy, and then they uh, breaks up or something. I yeah, don't remember. no, no. She she marries them, and they have kids, and all of that. Oh, okay, but like maybe. But was... if you watch it now, it's really tough to watch now. It is super white privilege in terms of the fucking New York scene. Um, and I and I know the new movies coming out. They're casting all people of. They're casting a lot of people of color to be around them. But it, you know, I don't. I, it's not like there weren't people of color you could have cast predominantly through this fucking series. Well, it's the friends problem. Yeah, exactly. Friends, same thing. And so people fall over themselves loving friends. And I'm like, eh, you know, all right, fine. You can love that. It was always fine to me. I never put it on. I never put on friends. I'll put on Seinfeld, which you can ding as well for the same complaint. But I will enjoy that show way more than I enjoy friends. Oh, no offense. Well, because friends is so broad. Yeah. They're trying to appeal to the largest you know, majority. So sometimes the jokes are literally like, whoop, 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 whoop. <laughs> and you're like, okay. And everyone's pretty on that show or good looking on that show. Yeah. You know, whereas Seinfeld, I mean, Julie Louis Dreyfus is by far the most attractive and beautiful of the four, but she's by far. Do you know what I'm saying? I mean, Seinfeld, yeah. he's not, he's attractive, I guess, but he's not that attractive. Certainly, Jason Allen has his attraction, but it's not. No, and, and, and Michael I, Richards, too. So, I think Julie like, Louis Dreyfus has gotten better with age, actually, as far oh, as. Oh, yeah. Life. Even hotter now. Absolutely. Yeah. Agreed. I genuinely feel like I've gone through watching Veep, and now that she's getting introduced into the MCU, yeah. like, good. Yeah. Bring on more Julie Louis Dreyfus. Because yeah. I thought she was cute at the time. And now, I don't know, she just exudes a different energy to me. Yeah, she's got a womanhood to her that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Great point. Um, and phenomenal actress, of course. But yeah, Seinfeld looks more like people that you're actually going to run into on a daily basis. <laughs> You know what I mean? That's friends. Yeah, friends is like, what the fuck? You don't run into a Chandler and uh, uh you know Courtney Cox or mm-hmm. Jennifer mm-hmm. Aniston, or it doesn't matter. You don't run into people. David Schwimmer? Yeah. Yeah, I run into oh, David Schwimmer. Okay, fair. Schwimmer. Okay, Schwimmer, a little bit. Okay, fair. <laughs> but he's got an appeal to him. That's maybe really Lisa Kudrow. Oh yeah, well I always think Lisa Kudrow's quirky attractive. Like she's quirky attractive. But yeah. I could see I could see that. But I think Schwimmer, you have the best chance, hands down, of running into in your daily right. life. Probably true. Probably uh-huh. true. Whereas Seinfeld's like, my I could have met a Kramer or a Costanza or oh. Seinfeld today. Or a Julie yeah. Julie uh, Louis Dreyfus. I met many Costanzas, that's for damn sure. Yeah. <laughs> I've known a couple Kramers. Yo, yeah, yeah. Not like that, but the same energy, the same right. vibe. They just did other stuff. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Um, with, the, with the Coke fingernail. Yeah. With the Coke, you know, you like to party. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, you deliver for a Joe. Uh, that's mine. That's mine. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, there's a lot of postage on this. Where did it come from? I've never seen that stamp before. Don't you worry about it. <laughs> Don't you lick it is this? Don't you lick that stamp? <laughs> well, it says it's glorifying a freedom fighter. Where do we have freedom fighters in a modern age? <laughs> is that flower? Get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. Well, Henrik, I hope we answered your question in some roundabout way. 
to your enjoyment. Uh, let's move on to our next one here. Uh, Ashley Prowl says, hey, John and Matt, it's been just over a week since England lost on penalties uh, to Italy in the Euro 2020 final. This has come. This was sent to us on Wednesday, July 21st. Even typing that hurts. I support West Ham, so I'm more than accustomed to disappointment in football. But that loss in the final has been hard to get over. My question is, what was slash is the hardest defeat you've experienced as a fan of any sport? And will the agony ever fucking end? LOL. Many thanks, Ashley Prowls. Good question, Matt. What is or was the most memorable defeat, agonizing defeat for you as a sports fan? Well, okay, so you got to start with your teams. And my bulls, if, if we make the championship, we've won thus far. It's, you know, but it's also been a while. I'm not bragging, mm-hmm. obviously. Uh, I don't really watch the Cubs anymore, but first World Series, we made two in a long, long time. Won that. And the Bears, I didn't think we were going to win except yeah. for the time we won in my lifetime. Oh, in 85. Right, right, yeah. right. So I've never really been at that where it's like, what a gut punch. Really? Uh, to Where wow. across those sports, because then I have like rooting interest with other teams, mm, but it sure, doesn't sure. hit the same way. Whereas right. if it was my team, like it, it, for him with England, where you're just cra- you're at the Euro final, right, right. You've made this at home. incredible run at home in Wembley. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just all the recipe for I've never experienced anything of my teams. Now maybe yeah. I need to just follow better teams. <laughs> but my teams are my teams. You know, I'm not right. going to deviate at this point. Um, do you have anywhere it's your squad? <sighs> yeah, I mean, I guess for the Redskins, because I was alive when this happened, and they were the call of the Redskins at the time, the Washington football team, when they lost to the Raiders in the Super Bowl. Okay. That was devastating because I was at a birthday party um as a kid at a Dallas Cowboys fan's house. Like the kid was a Dallas, they were like none of them were Washington football team fans. So they were gleefully enjoying the destruction that was being administered. And I remember that I had them call my mom to come get me because I was like, I don't want to be here anymore. Like after the game oh, was yeah. over. Because I was a kid. I was a child. So I was like really emotionally hurt by the the barbs and the attacks at the team and everything because you care about the team at that age and we had just won the super bowl the year before in that great win against miami so i just i had my mom come get me as a kid i had the woman call my the mother of the kid call my mom and come get me and went home and i just remember being just devastated devastated by that loss and for i think for liverpool it was when steven gerrard slipped in that game against chelsea that moment when he slipped, even though we could have beat Crystal Palace, things could have worked out for us that year when we almost won the title um, and when Steven Gerrard was there and Suarez was there. That slip by Gerrard, that, I think it was what was the guy's name, Mobamba. I can't remember the guy's name who, who took the ball and went down and scored for Chelsea. But it was such an insult, man, because Mourinho was the manager and he didn't even fucking dress up for the match. That was his way of mentally messing with the team is he kept saying the whole week, Oh, you know, Liverpool's going to destroy us. They played so well. We're not playing that well in the league. We're just, we're, we, I don't know. Even, I'm not even gonna play my a team. Like I'm not going to, you know, do whatever. And he shows up. He usually wears a suit to the, he shows up in a fucking track suit. And then he just parks the bus. The whole game just sits 11 defenders behind the half line, halfway line and just plants them there. So Liverpool has a hard time breaking through. 
And on a simple fucking pass from the defender to Steven Gerrard, Gerrard slips trying to come to the ball, which allows the Chelsea player to steal the ball, go right on in 101 and score the goal, and beats us. And that's when we lost the title that year. And I, I just remember sitting there with just a just just utter despondency because of all the people to make that mistake and make that slip, to have that happen to him. Steven Gerrard, who gave so much of himself to the club, he's born and raised in Liverpool. To him, not to him, not to not win the title uh, because of that slip was just a devastating gut punch about life, man. Um, that's a good one. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, <clears throat> yeah, because like the closest I've got, I remember. I want to say it was the 96-7 season for the Bulls, and we're playing the Jazz in the finals, and we lost. Mm. It was either game four or game five. Yeah. And my brother, you know, my brother was basically an adult out of the house at college and whatnot, so he'd come back. I only see him for short stints during the summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and he was there for that, and I oh, just being so upset and frustrated after the game and him taunting me from the side, I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> but we won the series, so it kind of erases. I don't care. Yeah, yeah. But I do remember being like, oh, do they have – are we finally going to lose one of these? Like, yeah. no. Uh, and then to ultimately pull it out, I want to say it was the 96-97 season. Right. Um, okay. But, yeah, because I've gotten to – with my team, because like uh, when, when the Bears went up against the Colts – Yeah. I knew going into it, I was like, special teams, we need a touchdown, which you, when you get that on the opening play, I was like, we actually have a chance. Because yeah. our quarterback plays so dog shit. So it's it's the same recipe it's been. Maybe Justin Fields turns this around, fingers crossed. But right. it's defense has to play stellar. Can we get a special teams score? And the defense was on the field for like 70% of the game, and you just can't right. give Manning that many chances, even when you're playing at the tip top. Right, right. And... The defense did everything they could. We lost that game. It is not their fault. It's not special teams' fault. It's the fact that we've we haven't had a quarterback. Yeah, Grossman was like not it's, good in that game, man. Well, yeah, it, it was the Grossman and Kyle Orton era. Oh, right, uh, yeah. Just all these guys that are like ah, on a certain day, they the, the, Mitch Trubisky is the same thing. Yeah, one week is good, and it's like yeah, but the next four weeks you have no idea, and they're most more than likely going to be dog shit. It's crazy when you look at some of these quarterbacks that have won in the last 25 years. I mean, Dilfer, Rich, was it Rich? No, um, Brad Johnson. These are the level. I mean, they're not fucking stellar quarterbacks. They're just uh, journeyman veterans who find yeah. the right combination at the right time. And certainly Grossman could have been that guy. It, it could have worked out for him because um, Peyton obviously got – you know, choked in the game against the New Orleans Saints when he threw those two interceptions. So he was gettable. Peyton was always gettable. Um, but in the end, you know, he won those two Super Bowls. But yeah, if the if the if Grossman plays like out of his mind for one fucking game, yeah, you guys win that Super Bowl. He had already done it in the playoffs to right. get there. Exactly. So it's like you used your Grossman game, and you You're can't right. you can't rely on this. This isn't the situation you just brought up with Manning. Of we all always saw the talent. Manning was always superior. Oh, sure. To his competitors, yes. Just, sometimes he gambled, or his, the team around him wasn't as talented, so they couldn't. He couldn't make up for all their deficits. Yeah. Uh, it's like Elway. 
it makes yeah. sense that he closes out a champion because he was championship level in the league for his basically his entire career. I sometimes wonder if you would put Brady's mental toughness in Peyton Manning's brain, what kind of quarterback, what like galaxy level type quarterback you'd have gotten in Peyton Manning? Because I would argue, and I know a lot of people think Tom Brady's the greatest of all time. Sure. But in far, as far as natural ability, Peyton Manning was an excellent natural quarterback. Like his ability to read defenses. The problem with Peyton was he would overthink the fuck out of situations. And then he would slide into the um, dark place so quickly. You would see him piss away games because you knew that one casual interception or whatever. He just couldn't bounce back from it. Um, and Brady... Never had that. I mean, they were down to what twenty four fucking points to the Falcons, and he led them back. There's no way Peyton Manning could have done that in a Super Bowl. He did that against Tampa Bay on a Monday night game, but in a Super Bowl, I don't know if Peyton would have had the mental toughness to do that. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. You can speculate all day long. I can't tell you that you're wrong, mm. but I would say if uh, Peyton had been with Belichick. Oh my God! I bet you they get a Woo. lot of the same, if not the same results. Maybe but, that's that's the better conversation, Matt. I think yeah, that's, but I that's think better. yeah, I still think Brady's longevity has proved out that because Manning just his body gave up, and there's nothing wrong with it, man. He yeah. lasted a very long time, but the Brady's yeah, yeah, Brady's run now is really impressive, yeah. especially once he goes down to Tampa Bay and does it all over again. Dude, I lo- his press conference yesterday, he's like, nothing I did last year means a damn thing. Yeah, I'm here to play. I love that. God damn it. I love that. Um, Always trying to prove himself, man. It's fucking awesome. And I, I also think the way that each got mad at their teammates. Yes. Might have made a difference because Brady will yell at you. And it, it's like this weird aggro. <laughs> like he's just screaming on the sidelines and stuff. And Peyton why don't you like, care as much as I do? Yeah. yeah. If, if a running back is dropping out of the backfield and he drops the, the pass in the flat. Peyton yeah. will give that disappointed dad like, eh. yeah. And if I, th- I always, when I watched that, I was like, I wonder if that makes a difference between That's the team rates point, the passive aggressive yeah. approach versus uh-huh. the in your face, you angry approach. Yeah. Guys like this. Sometimes I'm sure it takes the, you're better than that. <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, I think it's tough to say that, that Brady isn't the better. I always, during their primes, I liked Peyton better. Yes, right. You he could because he was more beautiful as a quarterback. His passes were more gorgeous. Brady's were more clutch. And there's the difference in the in that situation. Because like, man, when Manning would when that ball left Manning's hand, it was a it was a beauty to watch that ball spiraling in midair. And just like, man, that is just incredible. And those long bombs he used to mm-hmm. throw, sweet Mary Mother of God. Him and Marvin Harrison. We're just incredible combo, man. Yeah. So, yeah. Man. Watching, if I ever watched the game, if I was on the flip side of either of those two, mm. my game plan for the Patriots, I'm game planning against Belichick. If I'm playing right. the Colts, I'm game planning against Manning. Yes. And that to me was the difference. Yep. Great point. Too. Nothing against Brady. He's awesome. But Manning is the coach slash player on the field. Right. To me. I don't know the game like you do. So, I could be lying to myself. 
That's a good point because I, I didn't see Dungey go off and, and be successful after he left. He went into broadcasting, right? And before that, he had those Tampa Bay teams, but it was Gruden who came in and took his squad to a Super Bowl victory yeah. the week, the year after Dungey left. So you got to ask, I mean, that's, you've got to have that conversation, you know, like, because it's not like John Fox is that great of a coach that led Peyton to a Super Bowl. Like, give me a break. If Peyton, you're right, if Peyton had been with Belichick, Fuck man, that could be. He could, he could have won ten Super Bowls in a row for God's sake. Yeah, have. but combo. now with Tom winning in Tampa Bay, yeah, just like nah, this. I mean, he did go to a situation that doesn't normally happen or succeed in the NFL like it does right. in other sports, where just get a collection of talent and assume yeah. the talent will win out as opposed to you know the group coming together, the scheme, right. the everything. It's like eh, we populate this with a, just a boatload of top tier talent. And people forget when Peyton went to Denver, like the first two years before he won this, I think he won the Super Bowl in the third year there. He was yeah. incredible to watch. He was reborn. Oh, yeah, they were putting in Denver. crushing numbers. Yeah. I, and that's why the loss to Seattle was so shocking because um they were they were coming in with like, you know, scoring 50 fucking points a game. And that's the thing about Peyton. As I said earlier, he can go to the big game, but once he starts to once it starts to go down, he goes all the way out. He's gone. He's mentally out of the game, and it's rough to watch. And he has no faith that he can bring the team back. It's weird, you know. So, yeah, but he's happy doing what he's doing. He's successful. He's a multimillionaire by miles, and he'll probably and own a team Famer, one day. Officially. Yeah, Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah, true Hall of Famer. I watched his speech. It's the only one that I watched. It's a nice speech. Yeah. But with the time limit and him making fun of Ray Lewis up top, apparently they had to limit it into six minutes. He still went on beyond that, but he was yeah. just, I mean, how many times did he rehearse that? It still seemed natural and flo- yes. uh, you know, flowed, but yeah. that was quick. <laughs> he packed a lot of information into his small amount of time. He's the best. He's the best. Um, all right. And that's, uh, thank you, Ashley. Appreciate your question. And, uh, only two questions today. You know, sometimes it goes like that on topic thunder. We sometimes it's one question. Sometimes it's four mm-hmm. today. It just happened to be two. Thank you all so much for sending in your questions, thoughts, and comments. We appreciate it. Uh, Ashley Prowls and Henrik Winterland. Um, Matt, what do we have to tell them? I think that's it for this week. Thanks to everybody that supports us over patreon.com forward slash the top 10 and follow us on Twitter at top 10 show or on Instagram and uh, YouTube. It is the top 10 podcast with the number 10. So forward slash the top 10 podcast. Uh, and you can follow me anywhere at Matt Nost. Yep. And uh, remember, if you want to be part of the show and send any questions, thoughts and comments, go to patreon.com slash the top 10, $5 and above. You get to be part of this and we're running out. So for you, $5 and above patrons, keep start sending in more stuff. We're catching up. So start sending in more stuff. Once we get into single digits, uh, I get concerned. So start to send in more of your questions, thoughts and comments. So much shit is going on in the world. All this stuff is coming out uh, in the theaters and on TV. So call ahead and ask us all kinds of questions from whatever subjects you want to talk about here um and you can follow me at the roca says on twitter and on instagram and that's it from us for the top 10 and topic thunder